Um, we'll be speaking from Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through to 26, if you want to bring that up on your device to make sure I read it properly. I'll just um, open in a word of prayer. Um, Lord, I just um, I pray that you just have your way with us this morning, Lord. In our hearts and minds, please um, help us to put aside any of the stuff which is buzzing around in our heads this morning, Lord. All the distractions, all the things that are worrying us and troubling us. And help us to focus for this time on you and what you've got to say to us through your word. I pray this in your name. Amen. So I'll just read the passage out first just to start. I used to like these lapel mics. You haven't got to deal with all this stuff in your face. Anyway, here we go. Verse 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you will not be, you will not, sorry, so you are not to do whatever you want, but are to, are to be led by the Spirit. You are, no, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition. dissensions, fractions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ will be crucified to the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking envy and envying each other. May God give us insight here this morning. I've given a title to what I want to share this morning. It's called The Spirit Versus the Flesh. I don't know about you, but I often feel that through most days that I am battling in my head with the spirit versus the flesh. I think I know what I want and what will bring me pleasure. And I know, and sometimes when people push my buttons, there isn't actually much of a battle going on at all, I just act in the flesh. Often in, in traffic, I think that brings the best out in all of us, doesn't it? Hey, the conflicts which we have on the road. You're sitting there, I mean, you, you, I often find I'm flowing through on the right-hand side and there's a car there with the blinker on, wanting to get into my lane because their lane has stopped. There's a certain... Uh, place on the way to Holsworthy where this happens just about every morning and I'm thinking I've got two voices going on in my head stop and let them in 
No, the other oysters, no, just just keep going. They should know better. They, they come this way every day. But maybe they don't come every day. Maybe they're just lost. Just stop and let them in. No, I don't want to. It's just like back at the canteen days when the bullies used to push in in, in the canteen line at, at school. It's just another bully wanting to push in. Don't give in this time. This this battle just goes on and on and on. I think I know, especially especially when you know people when things are well, get coming up in me, which is bringing out the bad side of me. I've got um, three points that I want to bring out this morning. The first one is what is of the flesh. The second one is what is of the spirit. And the third one is the two parrots. What is of the flesh? Paul is clear here. The flesh and the spirit are in conflict with each other. The law is no longer on the table. We don't have to tick the boxes. There seems to be a different sort of scenario here which we have to follow. If we follow what we think we want to do, if we follow what the flesh is telling us to do, it ends up in a place where God is not. And it seems to be a cycle of dissatisfaction. If only I had is probably the key statement here. If only I had a, a bigger and better four-wheel drive, I could go more places and I could go to places where I would feel better because no one else is there. If only I had a bigger house, I could fit more people in, I could fit, I wouldn't be so messy, it wouldn't be so messy because I'd have a place for everything. If only, if only, if only. It reminds me of a of a guy at work, he um, likes to drag race cars. He's got a, a Nissan uh, GTR, I think it is. If any Nissan people here, they tell me whether I'm right or wrong. If Dave Sellen was here, he'd probably be up here explaining the benefits of this vehicle, but he's not here. But apparently it is a very fast car. 500 horsepower at the rear wheels. And it can go very, very quick. But he's always, if only, if only I had a bigger turbo on it. If only I had a different diff ratio going on. I could go a couple of metres quicker over the quarter mile and I would be the fastest. And you know what happens when he puts the bigger turbo on, when he changes his diff ratios and he goes out there and he races it over the quarter mile? He blows the motor off. And it ends up in a cycle of you know, just despair tens of thousands of dollars to fix this car up again. And it's worth too much not to fix it up again. If only. And then he's got to pull on favours from people to try to do it cheap because he's running out of money, because he, because he is you know, pouring all his money into this thing, which if only I could win, if I could beat my mates, I would be so much happier. This cycle tends to cause us to treat people for what we can get out of them and for how they can help us to feel better about ourselves. If only, if only I could experience the next, if I had more time, if I could have a better holiday, 
if I could have a bigger car, a bigger boat, a better sexual experience. When I, when I strive to meet my own needs, it only ends up in frustration. The second point, walking by the Spirit, or what is, this, what is of the Spirit? Walking by the Spirit is obvious from the start, is completely opposite to the flesh. I put here at the start, is it going to church? Is it reading my Bible? Is it helping others out of a sense of duty? Or because we understand that's what we should do? The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, forbearance, it says in my Bible, I always thought it was patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I was trying to reflect on my life a little bit and just seen different times in my life when I felt like I've actually been led by the Spirit to do something and actually done it. And what, how that has actually turned out. And one of the times was when I was um, working as an electrician, which is all I've ever done, but I was working as an electrician in St Mary's for a local local contractor and we went round to a to a house in, in St Mary's on Marston Road St Mary's and we went into this house because they wanted their stove changed over they had a new stove, they wanted the old one taken out a new one put in and there was this very heavily pregnant woman there and Warwick and I Warwick was converted to Christianity in his later life he was probably about in his 50s when he was converted, had a few things happen in his life and he, and he found, found Jesus for one of a shorter term. But we often, we went to different churches, so we'd often talk to the customer about Jesus and then if there was any response, we'd almost be fighting each other as to who gets this person along to their church. It was really, it was really weird. A lot of freedom to talk about Jesus, but it still always wasn't all that positive. But anyway, we, we got to talk to this person about God or Jesus in some sort of form. I can't remember the details, but all I remember is that her eyes lit up. And I could see that it was pushing buttons for her. So a few nights later, Pauline and I are driving past. It was about 8 o'clock at night. And I said to Pauline, I feel like we need to go in to this house in Marston Road and talk to them. And she said, are you crazy? What are you doing? It's 8 o'clock at night. You just can't look, knock on strangers' doors and go and talk to them. Anyway, we did. <laughs> and it was just amazing. That, that person. Whole family. Yeah, we end up having a Bible study in their home. Pauline prayed with was Maureen in her in her kitchen prayer of, of con conversion. It was just amazing, so easy. An another time I felt led by the Spirit was um I was just out of Bible college and I was trying to start up my own business as an electrician. I was teaching high school in the local 
Oh, sorry, I was teaching scripture in the local high school. It's not teaching high school, teaching scripture. And um, I heard about this guy down the road at Carpenter Street. He was a young guy, didn't have a lot of money, young family. And their cop, their um, old gal water service to their house had let go. So they had no water. It was a little bit of a, a crisis point. I don't even know how I heard about it. So I was off. I had the day. I went, and my dad was off for some reason too. I don't understand why. So I went and grabbed dad. We went down there. We looked at the job. We went and bought the bits and pieces. We came back and long story short, we replaced the copper service, the gas service with a copper service into their house that day. And um, the, the lady of the house was inside and she's ringing up her husband at work saying, there's these two blokes here. I don't know them. I don't know them, and they're replacing the, the, our water service. I don't know what I've got to pay them. I don't know how much it's going to cost. And they're, they're both freaking out. And at the end of the day, was, you know, Dad and I just blessed them with the, with the whole thing. And it ended up with them coming along and being very much part of our church. It was so easy. Walking in step with the Spirit, I felt like He was leading us, leading me in a certain way. We went that way. And it was easy, it wasn't hard. It wasn't something that I would naturally want to do, both times. Coming out of um, Bible college, I also, another time I felt led by the Spirit was um, coming out of Bible college, I was I felt convicted that I, when I went back to church, I just didn't want to get involved in all the church stuff. You know, the, the youth groups and the Sunday schools and the services and, and whatever else. I wanted to work amongst the young church. So when I came out of Bible college, Les came up to me and he said, um, Darrell, we've got all this stuff that we want you to be involved in. And I said to Les, I don't want it. I want to be involved with the young church. I want to teach scripture in the local high schools, which he helped me do. And then so he said, okay, well, we can work with that. And he took me with him on a Friday afternoon. Les used to dedicate Friday afternoons to visiting people who were not of the church. So if he had a, someone approach him about getting married or having an infant baptism or, or dedication, what I think they used to call it baptism, he used to go on and explain the difference and whatever else. So it was really lovely to be part of that, to go on to speak with these people in all sorts of places in Mount Druid and North Samaria and whatever. Sometimes we just used to go door knocking. It was just great to see this man operate. The way that he would knock on the door and he would explain to these people, you know, we're, we're starting a church here, these are the services which we can offer you. We'd love you to be part of it. Now, he was just, it was fantastic. Always, they were times which I would not necessarily choose to do. They were not things where were inside my comfort zone. They were pushing me to my to my limits. Yet I don't think I could have done any more satisfying things. The two parrots, you know what I'm talking about? Right. They sit up there and they chatter away, don't they? Especially when somebody's pushing your buttons. 
or something's not going quite the way that you thought it should. How are you going to respond? You're going to respond in the flesh? Hey, I have rights here. You shouldn't be doing this to me. Get out of my face. Or do we respond with the spirit? What's going on for you? I'm really sorry to hear that. How can I help you? You know, we don't have to, we're not under the law anymore. It doesn't mean we have to stop at traffic lights, does it? Especially when it's close. We can just go straight through it. You all know what I mean? The two parrots talking away? Which way am I going to go here? What's going on? I, I remember one time I had the two parrots speaking in my head. It stands out for me. It was a time when, again, it seems to all go back to Bible college, but it was a time we were at Bible college and um, we went out to Circular Quay with Selwyn Sexton and open air campaigners and we'd run a bit of a program and we tell our testimonies and we share a Bible story. And my job was mainly when I wasn't up there because I, I wasn't part of the singing or anything like that, they sort of decided that I shouldn't be up there to be more of a turn off than a turn on. But so I used to wander around the crowd and I talked to people about what was happening up there. And I found that there was something that I was really quite comfortable with. I was, because of maybe the size of me, I, was, I didn't feel like I threatened people. They would, they'd be quite happy to tell me to get lost or quite happy to talk to me. Anyway, we're on the way home from one of these outings to Circular Quay and we had to stop at Central Station and change trains. And um, when we got off the train, this person caught my eye instantly. There was a, a young girl who was obviously living on the street and the, the platform was quite crowded but they'd left a whole seat for her. They'd left her space. And I felt the Spirit say to me, why don't you go, you've been talking to people about Jesus all day, why don't you go talk to this young girl? And then the parrot started. What, what if she yells at me? What if she's, what if um, people here think that I'm harassing her? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And the arguments just went on and on and on and on and on in my head. And the sad part about it was I got on the train and I never talked to that young girl. I didn't follow the spirit's prompting in that case. I suppose my challenge here today is, you know, we no longer have to tick any boxes as far as the law goes. Yeah, I've tithed. Yeah, I've um, been to church this Sunday. Yeah, I've been nice to my parents. Yes, I haven't murdered anybody. Yes, I, I haven't lied, maybe. My encouragement today is for us to listen to the Spirit's prompting. and to follow it, to have the courage to follow it. You may not end up thinking that you'll enjoy it, but there's nothing more satisfying 
than doing the things which the creator of our universe, the creator of us, put in front of us to do. I'll just um, close off in a word of prayer. Thank you, God. Lord Jesus, I just um, thank you that you are a God who does indwell his people. And that you are constantly working in our minds and in our hearts as to what you want us to do and how do you want us to approach different situations. And Lord, I just pray that you give your people the courage to do these things. Lord, I pray this in your name. Amen.